Fit, active, healthy, happy, enjoying the prime of your life. Looking out for your health and wellness, this is Health Talk with Fred Lowry from Lowry Drug in Statesville. Call now to ask Fred your health questions, 704-873-1400, 704-873-1400. You can also visit Fred at his store, conveniently located on Hartness Road in Statesville. Good afternoon. This is Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine. It's a uh, September day, Friday, the 29th, 20. 20- 23. Uh, I would like to say that this program is intended to uh, share knowledge and information based on my research experience and sometimes my opinion. Uh, This is not intended to offer individual advice and does not replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified health care provider. Your daily choices have more to do with your health uh, than anyone in the health care field, so please take a proactive approach to your health. Uh, In the news today, and uh, this is uh, something of interest to me, or I have many things of interest, uh, I was able to speak with uh, Representative Jeff McNeely, and he, I had heard that the, uh, there was legislature in place for North Carolina that would prohibit mandatory COVID shots in the state. That's a, uh, a pretty nice uh, thing, you know, to allow people to have the choice for that. Uh, hopefully that would mean uh, no longer would uh, students be forced to take a shot that they did not want to take, and uh, the same would be true uh, with workers. So uh, I hope that will uh, go through. The word is that it will will be signed by the governor, which uh, is a wonderful thing for North Carolina. Uh, a very curious thing to me, uh, uh, August 15th, uh, this was published this year, the Journal of Health Economics, uh, basically the abstract for this is well, that we find a strong positive association between cognitive ability and swift vaccination, which remains even after controlling uh, different variables. So uh, the results suggest that the complexity of the vaccine decision may make it difficult for individuals with lower cognitive ability to understand the benefits of vaccination. So um, it says, while cognitive ability, these are just excerpts from this, uh, cognitive ability is correlated with favorable social background, interesting, uh, which in turn relates to better health, also interesting, Uh, psychologists have argued that there may be a direct link between cognitive ability and health-related behaviors. Could be. Um, So uh, basically, uh, this is saying that people that that had a higher IQ uh, were more likely to uh, go out and get the shot uh, quickly. Um, So uh, basically... uh, Cognitive uh, ability uh, was a direct determinant of COVID vaccination. Uh, so the other thing that they said, uh, imp- they implied that if everyone were vaccinated as swiftly uh, as individuals with a high, higher cognitive ability, the pandemic would likely have ended earlier and fewer lives lost uh, and lower costs to society. 
I, I think that's that's pretty interesting. I, I think uh, cognitive ability is definitely a factor here, uh, for sure. But uh, uh, IQ does not always mean uh, the ability to make decisions uh, and uh, have critical thinking skills. And certainly, there was a lot of uh, emotion uh, injected into this uh, in order to get people manipulated into taking the shot. Uh, including uh, financial rewards, et cetera. Uh, on another note, uh, the uh, Epic Times uh, reminded us uh, that there is a uh, potent neurotoxin still in some of the flu vaccines, which would be uh, mercury. In uh, July of uh, 1999, U.S. health uh, agencies uh, decided to reduce or eliminate thimerosulfan vaccines as a quote-unquote precautionary me measure. But there still uh, is uh, thimerosal in some flu shots, and it's the multi-dose shots. My understanding is that uh, it is not in the single-dose shots. Uh, so, um, and, and by the way, uh, for those that uh, health professionals that doubt me, you'll find it in the package insert uh, uh, under description item number 11. Uh, so uh, obviously, uh, you know, mercury is is not a good thing. Uh, the flu shots, uh, according to the CDC, can be given during any trimester of pregnancy, uh, meaning that developing embryos and fetuses could be exposed to quite a bit of mercury. Uh, mercury is nephrotoxic toxic to kid kidneys and neurotoxic it destroys neurons by uh, breaking down the myelin sheath that protects them so they also say that uh, the body eliminates thimerosal easy uh, which they uh, they make that conclusion because they can't measure it uh, in the urine uh, but uh, of course uh, any practitioner that knows anything about mercury knows that it locks into the body and you have to challenge it to get it to come back out. So uh, they don't know what they're talking about. The um, one new uh, method of uh, vaccination now is uh, aerosol. That means uh, the Yale University researchers have developed an airborne method to deliver messenger RNA to your lungs. Uh, is a study where they use polymer nanoparticles uh, with the uh, messenger nRNA, making it inhalable. So the new uh, delivery method apparently could uh, radically change the way people are vaccinated, uh, people that maybe are afraid of needles, uh, but it also opens up the concept of uh, uh, rapidly uh, ma uh, vaccinating uh, the masses without knowledge or consent so uh, that would be a problem uh, also uh, breaking in uh, some of the uh, these studies the Journal of American Medical Association urges mothers to be cautious about breastfeeding babies under six months old for 48 hours after taking the shot because it, uh, it has been shown uh, in the Lancet as well uh, to uh, to be transferred into breast milk. And um, so it, there's a lot more uh, problems than that uh, associated with, with that. 
And uh, lastly for the news, uh, Epic Times uh, on uh, September of 20, uh, 21 of this year uh, reports that uh, the Pfizer-funded study shows poor effectiveness for COVID-19 vaccines in young children. And so they, uh, they uh, looked at young children ages six months to four years uh, that were receiving uh, the shot. And uh, this was a, a date range of July 23 of t- last year to May 19 of this year. And they only counted uh, children that were vaccinated with uh, the second shot uh, as effective. Basically, uh, it only shows 12% effectiveness against uh, the virus. We'll be back. Welcome back. This is Health Talk. I'm Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine. Uh, from Lowry Drug on Hartness Road in Statesville, established in 1959. We are a traditional family pharmacy with a state-of-the-art compounding laboratory, offer a full line of medical equipment and supplies. CPAP scooters, chairs, uh, lift chairs, oxygen, whatever you need. Uh, we have a full line of supplements, nutritionals, herbs, essential oils, homeopathics, and more. Come see us. Uh, off the air, we, I was just talking with Joe. I maybe need a little clarification on the flu shot. Uh, they come in multi-dose vials that have the mercury in them, and the, but the single-dose vials don't. So if you want to get a flu shot, always ask for the, the single-dose preservative-free vial. We've got a call coming in. Caller, what's your name? Good afternoon, Mr. Lowry. This is William. I hope you're doing well this afternoon. Doing well. Thank you, sir. Um, Prevalagen for memory, health. What's your take on that? Now, what was that that product again? Prevagen? Yes. Yes, Prevagen. Um, you know, I, I don't really know for sure. I, there may be some people that... Uh, have been helped by it. Um, I haven't gotten overly positive reports on it. They have a very good marketing strategy. Um, so, uh, you know, if it works for you, that that's good. It's not a product that we have. Uh, there are some other uh, products uh, that that may be more helpful. Uh, it's a nootropic. Uh, so, uh, have you taken it? Do you have any experience with it? No, I'm actually thinking for my mother, and she's in her golden years, and I've noticed some issues, and I, I don't know if it's because of her age or, or if something like that might possibly help her. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, give me a call. We can we can talk about that. You, you're uh, kind of breaking up right now. so. All right, 10-4. We will do. All we'll right. visit you at your store. Thank you, Lyra. Appreciate it. So, um, a very uh, interesting thing uh, uh, came across my desk this week. So, back in April of, uh, of this year, this microbiologist, uh, Kevin McKernan, and his team 
uh, reported that they found uh, DNA material not uh, in in the messenger RNA COVID shots uh, in in both Pfizer's and Moderna's uh, bivalent messenger COVID shots, and uh, this was. Uh, kind of a shock to him he also reported that um, there was uh, sv40 promoters in the shot sv40 is stands for simian virus uh, which was monkey number 40 that was uh, uh, that uh, cancer promoter was was found in the polio uh, vaccinations the earlier polio vaccinations because they they grew uh, the uh, material <coughs> in these monkey kidneys, and so uh, that what contaminated the the vaccine at that that time. So they had found these DNA contaminants and uh, uh, which have the ability to alter the human genome, um, and uh, you know I. It's, it's kind of a scary thing, so I, I kind of sat on it and um, didn't really talk about it that much. But then uh, very recently, uh, the at the University of South Carolina, the South Carolina Senate Medical Affairs uh, Ad Hoc Committee uh, had uh, a uh, cancer genomic expert from the University of South Carolina, Professor Philip. Burke Holtz, uh, who revealed that uh, Pfizer's messenger RNA uh, for that was contaminated with billions of tiny DNA fragments. And this was uh, quite a shock uh, to this, uh, this doctor. Uh, and he said there's a very uh, real hazard uh, because these foreign DNA fragments have the ability to insert themselves into a person's genome and become a permanent fixture of the cell. He went on to say that this could explain why many fully vaccinated uh, individuals uh, had uh, these serious effects uh, like death from cardiac arrest. Uh, this doctor is uh, triple jabbed himself uh, he describes the uh, uh, this messenger RNA platform technology as revolutionary. He actually says he's a fan of it, uh, but it, with the potential to, to cure cancers in the future. But uh, uh, he said we have got to get this problem fixed. Uh, so there's a big theoretical concern uh, uh, about uh, future cancers. Uh, some people, depending, uh, you know, where depending on where this DNA lands, uh, and uh, so it, it can uh, per perhaps interrupt a, a tumor suppressor gene or activate an oncogene. Uh, so he says uh, that he doesn't really believe that the jabs were, or he believes that the jabs were produced in good faith, uh, but also believes that the panic and hysteria around the pandemic resulted in a lot of short cuts taking. We uh, have a caller on the line. Hey, this is Fred. Uh, who do we have here? What's your name? Hello, Mr. Fred. This is Mr. Howell. Okay. How are you? 
Oh, pretty good, sir. Good. And I appreciate the, the your expertise in uh, uh, natural medicine, doctor natural medicine. And a pharmacist that your dad uh, done for many years has been a landmark, one of the landmarks right here in Statesville. Uh, Larry Wood, your dad and yourself. And um, and appreciate everything that you're doing and what you're doing in natural medicine. I, I have two questions. I want, I'm, I'm Really, it's not a question, it's a complaint. Then not on your part, but on this uh, pro, uh, proclaimed um, uh, we, we were talking about these shots and things for the the virus and everything. Right. Uh, now, I, I, if it was left, my opinion was I, I wouldn't have took the shots if it wouldn't have been my employer at that time when I was working with first uh, on the front line at the hospital. That yeah, I, work, right. I won't call them in the hospital. I had the two shots. It was Pfizer, and I had the two. And, and, you know, I'm saying, I, I you know, I'm good. And I had no problems. I took the two shots and have no side effects. Uh, went through everything. Uh, when the COVID vaccine was out there, when it was there, still there, I did not, I have not, I was on the front line. I worked on the front line, and I did not receive the COVID, you know, nowhere. Right. And and then I did all the procedures and did everything what they said do and uh, wearing the mask and which it was a, uh, you know, it was it was just total obsolete on that. Uh, you know, but you know, it was just a new thing to everybody. Sure. But you know what I'm saying. But a lot of that stuff that they was doing, it was just it's a lot of money wasted, really. And then when all these shots, and my complaint with doctor, uh, 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 doctor, uh, of natural medicine, the the uh, um, uh, what, what what I was my complaint is. That it was a lot of waste of money uh, having these shots. They didn't do anybody. Everybody can do what they have. Everybody have their opinion, what they want to do. But mine was, I think it was a waste of time. Yeah, well, you, waste of money, waste of time, and everything else. And for what I hear in your, in what you saying, it, you know, it was it was total obsolete. Yeah, well, it, so, it was it was obsolete when when it was released, and in, in the uh, the current shots obsolete. So. But thank you for your call. I appreciate your your input there. Yeah, you're right about that. So, so we got a. It looks like we got a second caller on the line. Uh, go ahead. This is Fred. We got a few minutes before our next break. Yes, Doctor Lowry. Thank you very much for taking the call. Yes, sir. Uh, I have uh, Parkinson's disease, and uh, I'm, I'm about two years into the program. I'm just wondering, do you have anything in your store or you could recommend that would uh, offset it? And also, I'm taking uh, phytobiomodulation uh, red light therapy. So uh, could you address both of those, please? Well, uh, I think uh, it would be best for me to address that on an individual basis. You know, there, there are a lot of products that can be available and, you know, Sometimes they're just not a cookbook for um, a particular disease, which is not the way I, I look at things in terms of what people would say is a protocol. In other words, you put a disease in a box and then you use X, Y, Z to treat it. Uh, it's an individual gotcha. thing. So give me a call uh, next week and, and we can talk a little bit more. Okay. Thank uh, you. Yes, sir. So uh, let's see how much time we have. 
just just about a minute uh so uh real quick back on the the subject at, at hand was that uh so uh the way the uh the dna got into the shot uh and this was a little bit of a bait and switch because when they did the original uh uh shot with people uh it was produced differently in the clinical trials than the commercial product and so the commercial product uh they grew the rna in uh, DNA plasmid and E. coli bacteria uh, so that the DNA was not uh, uh, filtered out properly. So in theory, you know, this DNA could get into uh, the human uh, genome, but also it can get into um, the bacteria in your gut uh, because it comes uh, as part of that bacteria production. Who knows what that will do? Uh, we're up against a break. We'll be back. This is Fred Lowry, and this is Health Talk. Welcome back. This is Fred Lowry, and this is Health Talk. So, um, our first caller <clears throat> brought out a, uh, I think, a very good point, you know, in terms of the, the economics of this. But, uh, you know, uh, for some people, the economics were really good in terms of the, the drug manufacturers, the, the, the billions that, that they made. Uh, so um, just as a little bit of a refresher, the, um, this, uh, this shot now is um, still available. Uh, for uh, for adults uh, 12 and up uh, under a, a uh, approved product and uh, the ones that uh, six month old to 11 years old are still approved under the emergency uh, use authorization so we've got the same product approved under two different ways uh, one for adults if you, if you can call a 12 year old an adult and the other still under emergency use act uh, authorization, and uh, so what that also means is the this public readiness and emergency preparedness act is still a liability shield for the COVID nineteen vaccinations, which will remain in place until the end of next year. So the uh, the, the new variant that they've made this uh, shot for uh, apparently there's only about three point one percent of circulating strains of, of that as of September 2. It's, uh, you know, these, these shots are obsolete way before they're, they're even made because the, the virus mutates. Remarkably, they're still using the same bogus narratives uh, as they did before. Uh, and uh, now they're, the facts are on the table for everyone to see. So we're not speculating anymore when we say that the shots are not effective and cause more harm than good. And we're not speculating when we say they cause heart problems or immune function issues. These things are, are certainly uh, far from rare. Uh, so the, the most egregious uh, lies that they tell is about the human testing. Uh, along with the uh, Freedom of Information Act, uh, they were able to uh, find out that uh, the uh, the Pfizer shot, the new reformulated Pfizer shot, uh, was uh, tested on 10 mice, to be exact, and Moderna's uh, version was tested on uh, 50 adults. 
So, you know, it's uh, not very well tested and certainly does not uh, meet the criteria for our, uh, the drug therapies that uh, we're supposed to uh, have in terms of safety and effectiveness. You know, more and more this uh, this whole thing, uh, it just seems like a bad science fiction movie uh, in some ways. And it gets worse all the time. And this is an example of that. Uh, some time ago, um, actually I think it was last year, I heard this uh, chiropractor talk, uh, Dr. Brian Artis, and he was claiming that there was snake venom in the original uh, virus from from Wuhan and I listened to the the, the story and uh, you know it seemed like it had a lot of holes in it and I think that happens sometimes when people are trying to share too much information at one time you know it you, you make jumps and you don't have the whole piece of the puzzle uh, so I kind of put that back on the back burner uh, I, d I did a little research on it there you know there's a lot of drugs that are and uh, in, in companies that do research on, on venoms and, and other things in nature to find uh, answers to problems, you know, because they have, they have very complex chemical structures. And there, there's even been some blood pressure medicine that had been made uh, from information that, that they got from that kind of research. So I started uh, looking into it a little bit more and saw another presentation, and he had all these... Uh, uh, papers, scientific papers that that he presented as being evidence for his for his theory, and uh, so I, I, I pulled each one of them up. I've got I've got a stack of them, and and one of the things that that came up uh, in, in this process, and there's many things that come up, and we still we're still getting some uh, some of the the pieces of the puzzles, and. Uh, so this was one of them that smokers um, apparently had less incidence of getting COVID, uh, which is kind of interesting. It, it, there was a, approximately a fourth of the expected prevalence with smokers. And there's, there's n numerous uh, studies I have here related to that, which is a curiosity. Uh, one of the main papers that uh, this Dr. Artis presented uh, was um, published in October October the 14th of 2021 titled Toxin-Like Peptides in Plasma, meaning blood, urine, uh, and fecal samples from COVID-19. So basically, and, and remember this, uh, this uh, th actually this paper and this research was done before the COVID shot came out. Uh, so they had, had identified toxin-like peptides, proteins, uh, that were almost identical to toxin components of venoms from animals like conotoxins, which con uh, is a, uh, a sea snail. Um, there were some zinc-related uh, toxins, um, but uh, it, it suggested uh, in, in that there were uh, snake venom or, and or snail venom toxins that was made into this virus. Now keep in mind the virus originally is a product of 
uh, this gain of function research, biological weapons. Now, they, they don't call it that, but uh, it certainly has the potential for that. And, and the explanation they use is if we can make these things more potent, then we can figure out how to fix them if we see that in nature, which is absurd, uh, of course. So, so they, got, they got these samples, and uh, they, they had some that, that got COVID and some individuals that didn't. Of course, the ones that didn't have COVID did not have any of these toxins. Now, one of the things that I asked was, okay, how in the world do they analyze that? I mean, how can they determine from a molecular standpoint uh, that, that this is actually a toxin? And, and by the way, uh, one, of the, one of the toxins was uh, from the king cobra and another one from the, the uh, multi-banded crate, which is a, also a poisonous snake. So um, they use uh, liquid chromatography, which is a, a way of separating samples. Um, and, and in pharmacy school back in the, the 70s, we, we had some of this. It was pretty primitive, but we, we were exposed a little bit to it. And then they use uh, mass spectroscopy, uh, which is a way <coughs> that breaks down uh, on a molecular basis the components of what they pulled out of this liquid chromatography. So it's a two-step process. And uh, so they, they actually, uh, this is documented, I'm just reported what, what was there. Uh, there were ven venom-type uh, uh, things that cause coagulation. Uh, you know, ven venoms are, are, are very destructive from, from a tissue standpoint. Uh, you know, they 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 just cause uh, tissue to necrose and everything. Uh, and one of these one of these uh, toxins uh, had to do with uh, had zinc attached to it. So uh, that. That would explain why people with low zinc levels, uh, you know, maybe were more susceptible to that. But the other thing about this is that these uh, these toxins attach to nicotine receptors, which is why people that smoke were less likely to get sick. Uh, so uh, the, these uh, these toxins are. Uh, can cause all the, the bad things that, that we have seen uh, in, in uh, the virus. There is, you know, it's just another uh, situation. That, and uh, I found a paper here, too. If I can find it, we're uh, coming up on a break. But I, I had somebody ask me this week, said, you know, uh, if they had symptoms of uh, myasthema gravis, which is a... Uh, is a uh, neuro neuromuscular disease and it was fairly rare but she was in the doctor's office and sat down beside someone that that also had that and and there's also uh, a syndrome related to that you know and and she was saying well what's the chances of that but in this paper uh, molecules published uh june the, the 21st uh, it, it was talking about that these these venoms uh, cause dysfunction uh, of these uh, neuromuscular junctions and can cause that. So uh, 
really interesting thing. You know, we're, we're still putting together the pieces uh, and understanding of, of these things. Uh, also, another paper that showed that ivermectin actually works on some of these nicotine receptors, which would be another mechanism for how uh, the ivermectin seem to be working in, in, in this situation. So um, this, is, this is really incredible. Um, it's incredible that, uh, you know, humanity uh, makes such things. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, there should be uh, no gain-of-function labs uh, anywhere in the world, but that's not going to go away. It's been here, and uh, it's funded, and uh, there are people that have interest in, in creating such uh, weapons against humanity, unfortunately. Sad, but true. We're coming up on a break. This is Fred Lowry, uh, and this is Health Talk. Well, welcome back. I hope to uh, end this program on a little happier note. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Joe, you said you had a question. I do. And it kind of, I guess it kind of goes on what you've been talking about, but how does a, a drug or a treatment that was made for one specific thing be discovered to help other symptoms or, or illnesses? Like how, on two things that are not related. Like how does that happen? Well, it, it, that's an easy question to answer, actually, because okay. because um, w- with any drug therapy, um, you know, the, the concept with uh, finding a drug, the whole purpose is to find a way to market it, okay? <laughs> it's not necessarily to help humanity. That, I thought you said we were going to end on a happier I note. Know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> But, but what happens is, if it, for instance, uh, like gabapentin is an example of that, which is, was uh, originally marketed for seizures because it works on n- nerve tissue. And, and, and so, uh, but uh, now it was, uh, and then it was discovered that it was helpful for uh, people with nerve pain. So uh, compounders figure this out. You know, uh, compounders are on the cutting edge really of, of medicine and, and we're use, we're we're using drug products sometimes uh, way ahead of uh, regular medicine and and a lot of the products that uh, pharmaceutical companies uh, come up with and, and start marketing are things that are successful for us so we were using as an example gabapentin with other uh, cream uh, components to make creams for pain for neuropathy and other things so what it means is that uh, one drug may have an effect and the side effects are other effects that may be helpful so that's how that happens that makes sense yeah so uh some of you if you if you really want to get into some of the the details of uh you know the uh conspiracy uh with the with uh, the uh, drug cartels like Pfizer, um, uh, look up D- Dr. David Martin. 
Uh, he's got a, a, a lot of uh, very interesting research. So on the, uh, the happier note, may, I hope it'll be happier, is a, a thing that you can do about your water uh, quality. Water quality is vitally important for your health. Not just drinking water and staying hydrated, but uh, the quality of the water that you drink. So we, we've talked about microplastics in, uh, you know, in, in water bottles and other places, uh, you know, which you, you know, your microplastics are, you know, you, you get a lot of that from water. And uh, last week I did mention that the uh, EPA, in their uh, great wisdom, uh, has uh, classified Berkey uh, water systems, filtration systems, as a uh, pesticide product. And so now, um, you know, this is just a mechanical filter uh, that helps uh, people uh, take uh, municipal tap water and turn turn it into something uh, that is of better quality. You know, we're said to be 60, around 60% water. Uh, you know, so uh, good water uh, or clean water doesn't always mean healthy water. And I want to say that, uh, you know, our, generally our municipal water systems do a pretty good job co- considering what they start with and all the, the chemicals that are in there, you know, and they're, they're basically starting with uh, creek water, river water, uh, lake water, and and send, making it so that we uh, can uh, be able to utilize it. And uh, of course, uh, chlorine is used in there to sanitize it, which is necessary to to kill protozoan and bacteria, uh, so that we don't get sick from drinking that. Fluoride is added, which is absolutely not necessary, um, and the other thing that happens, though, is as water goes through the pipes, it can actually pick up lead from, from old pipes. And lead, uh, being a toxic metal, uh, can cause all kinds of things, cardiovascular problems, kidney uh, problems, really bad for children, neuro- neurological problems. Uh, so you have reverse osmosis filters that work pretty good. Uh, they, they destructure the water, and there's no minerals left in them. Uh, more commonly, people can use countertop uh, Brita filters. Uh, we carry now a new filter that I really like, uh, Santa Via, which uh, is similar to the Brita, uh, but it also adds calcium and magnesium. And they say it'll change the pH up to 1.5, uh, uh, up to 2. Uh, I, I, I tested city water here and uh, we got it uh, and, and ran it through the filter and it came up to uh, uh, a one, one and a half points. So the, the minerals come from the myfan stones. So there's a, a water pitcher there and they also have a countertop pitcher that will remove fluoride. Now if you want to see what uh, what is uh, in your water, you can go to the Environmental Working Group, which is ewg.org. You can put in your uh, your zip code, and it'll bring up the analysis of each mun- municipal water system. Um, so uh, the city of Statesville, as an example, has 21 total contaminants. Uh, 10 exceed uh, their recommended uh, amount. And... Um, 
so we've um like i said you know these are they're, they're chemicals that they're sprayed in the water that get in the water uh environmental protection agency uh, has authorized <coughs> some spraying of herbicides over waterways as being safe for right-of-ways uh, bad idea um, you know our water system apparently has 27 contaminants Mooresville 22 well, West Ireland and Troutland apparently have the same water system uh, based on the contaminants that are there. There were a total uh, of eight. And I'm not knocking on the, these water systems because, like I said, they, they've got a pretty tough job um, of cleaning up this water. <clears throat> so using activated charcoal can help pick up these, these chemicals. Uh, so I think it's a very uh, important thing. Uh, because these are, um, as an example, uh, they're chlorinated, uh, uh, bromelated, <coughs> pardon, uh, chemicals, chloroforms found, chromium, uh, uh, dibromoacetic acid, uh, methane products, um, dichloroacetic acid, haleoacetic acids, uh, trihalomethanes, all of these are petroleum-like uh, chemicals uh, that could be uh, found in, in excess of uh, 500 or so per, uh, times greater than the Environmental Working Group's uh, health guidelines. So, you know, this is this is something that I think is important. You know, I, I have a, a, a well on my farm, and and uh, I, I invested in a uh, water system um, through Aquasana. Uh, I, I don't have any association with them. I just uh, ended up with that um, that particular system. Uh, so that's an option. But it, it is nice that this uh, you know this new Santa Via. Uh, product is uh, does add minerals back uh, and increase the pH so uh, the pH that I measured of the city water was about 7.5 which is a little a, a little alkaline and it uh, this uh, water filter system moved it up uh, uh, around nine so uh, th that's a, a good thing to do we've also talked in the past about uh, putting your filtered water in a glass jar out in the sun for a day. <clears throat> That's a, a very good way to uh, energize your water. So um, it tr tried. It changes the, the taste of it. And I'll tell you that uh, this water filter changes the flavor of, of the uh, city water. So if you're on city water you know, you don't necessarily have to buy bottled water. If you do buy bottled water, you want bottled water that's in a uh, really uh, substantial container, not flimsy plastic. Uh, these plastics uh, are gas permeable, which means other things can get into them uh, that you wouldn't you wouldn't think. So, not a good thing. You know, water is vital. To your health. This is Fred Lowry uh, from Lowry Drug uh, on Harkness Road here in Statesville. Appreciate you listening.
Uh, I hope I didn't scare you too much. Uh, you know, some of the stuff has just uh, gotten crazy, the information that's out there. You know, this is uh, this information came from scientific papers that, that I came across. It's not something I made up myself. Come see us. Uh, stay healthy. Take care. Thank you.